Do you want to discover more joy, peace, and freedom with food exercise in your body? Here we bring a compassionate, holistic, and sustainable approach to fitness so you can fully enjoy the life you want and express your unique self with the world. I'm Michelle Roscoe, and I want to help you find fitness freedom. I'm so glad you're here. Today we're talking about stress. Is stress making you gain weight? Let's talk about stress, baby. And just a disclaimer before I get into this episode, there's nothing wrong with gaining weight. There's nothing wrong with having fat on your body. There is nothing wrong with being in a bigger body. Absolutely nothing wrong. But if your desire for your body is to lose weight and you have a suspicion that stress might be causing this weight gain, this episode is for you. And it's for anyone really who's concerned about stress affecting their health, their well-being, and even their fitness goals. I'm going to break it down for you, how it's affecting your health, if it's causing you to gain weight, and what you can do or not do to reduce stress and feel more peaceful and free in your life. Stress is a major part of our overall health, and you probably hear people talking about it a lot. Work is stressful. My relationships are stressful. Life is stressful. I don't know what to do. I'm stressed. So many things can cause stress, right? So that's actually what we're going to talk about first. And by the way, I'm going to be breaking down stress and helping you see stress a little differently so that you can make more empowering choices. So follow me, follow along with me here and stick around till the end where I give you some practical tips that should feel like a breath of fresh air for you. So first of all, we need to talk about the difference between stressors and stress. Stressors are things in our lives that have the potential to cause stress, like your baby crying or your boss demanding more from you and your plate is already full at work. Maybe your friend is acting weird all of a sudden. Your partner is going through mental health issues. You're moving. You're getting an illness. There's loud construction going on outside your house, bad air pollution. All these things are stressors and they have the potential to trigger a, a stress response. What's, what's the difference between the stressors and the stress response? Stress is what actually goes on in your body when you perceive something as dangerous or threatening to your well-being, when your body perceives something as dangerous or threatening to your well-being. And it's a healthy response to keep you safe. Note that what stresses us is based on what we perceive. If we see an event, real or imagined, in our heads, past or present, whether it's happened or we think it might happen as stressful, our bodies respond. That's how great our bodies are. How does our body respond? Or how do our bodies respond? Your heart rate rises. Your pancreas might shoot insulin into your bloodstream so you can run away or you can fight. Cortisol levels go up in your body. Your hormonal reactions change in your bloodstream. Basically, your body is giving you uh, the reactions to force you into action to do something about this perceived danger. And notice that stressors are not the same as stress. And when 
we do have an appropriately stressful situation like, you know, someone's trying to attack us or we're in imminent danger. That stress response is truly helpful because it allows us to react accordingly. But a lot of the times we are living in a constant state of stress because of our thoughts and how we're perceiving our stressors, not to minimize the reality of our stressors, uh, but we can actually lessen stress by putting some more space between the stressor itself and the stress response in our bodies. Because life is full of stressors, but how we react to those stressors play a huge role in determining how we let them stress us out. So when we can create some more space between the stressors and ourselves, we have more power to choose how to respond. And that filter is your thoughts and your perceptions. So just think about someone, maybe you know someone or you know someone in in your life who's like constantly stressed, like everything seems to stress them out. Maybe it's relationship drama or it's that work is always horrible. And even when they change jobs, there's always still something that they're stressed about or some something is always bothering them and they always just seem kind of stressed and uneasy and irritable versus someone in your life you can think about that just kind of seems to have like a deep sense of peace that doesn't get too ruffled about things that has a maybe have has faced some difficulties but they can still feel seem grounded and have a you know overall positive attitude about things how could there be two such different kinds of people and responses to stress stressors? It's how they perceive that sh- those stressors. So that's the first point. Stressors are not the same as stress. Second of all, we need to talk about the difference between stress and recovery. And this is really, really key and helpful. And I hope that this changes the way that you see stress from here on out. So in order for stress to work for us, because stress can actually be a good thing that makes us stronger and more resilient and better after. But in order for that to happen, we need more recovery than stress. So we need proper recovery after our stress in order to make stress work for us. So say, for example, with just a wild you know, in the wild example, let's say that a, a, a predator, like a lion is attacking a prey, a gazelle. If that gazelle responds, you know, has the natural stress response, oh, there's something attacking me. I'm scared. You know, they get that blood going through their veins, their pupils dilate, they start running, they get that adrenaline rush and they survive. The next time they encounter a stressful situation, they'll know a little bit better what to do. They'll have a better response. They'll know a little bit better about how to deal with that predator. It's kind of the same way. We can learn from our experiences and get stronger and become better and more resilient. But that only comes when we get the recovery. Just like working out. So when you're lifting heavy, for example, with some dumbbells or bands or whatever, or using your body weight, you stress your muscles. You actually tear your muscles. But if you allow your muscles time to recover, your body will heal and your muscles get stronger. That's basically how training works. That's how (laughs) resistance training works is we're basically forcing our muscles to tear up a little bit and forcing them to work harder than they're used to. And then they become stronger in the recovery if and only if we get that recovery. The problem comes up when we are chronically stressed and we don't get enough recovery from our stress. 
And I think a lot of us are in this situation without being aware of it just because it feels so normal to us. So we can stay in a state of an elevated heart rate, constantly high cortisol levels, and it can lead into mental health issues, new ones or exacerbating old ones with that chronic stress. And again, the amount of stress we have in our lives is not entirely our fault, but we can better manage it by our perceptions and our choices and how we recover But before I get into some more practical tips about how to reduce stress in your life, how to recover more, let's answer this question, what does stress have to do with weight and exercise? Let's get into the weight part, all right? Because it does, it can cause us to gain weight. When we are chronically stressed, that means you're perceiving your life as dangerous or events in your life as dangerous and circumstances as threatening, and often that happens from not getting enough recovery, you know, we're not getting enough recovery. Your body can perceive itself as unsafe and go into survival mode. And what happens then when you're chronically stressed and you're in survival mode, what's going on in your body that might make you gain weight? Think about your ancestors out in the wild millions or so years ago. I'm not great at (laughs) these estimations. Hundreds and thousands, millions, billions, however long ago it was. If they weren't sure that they'd have enough food for a while or their safety was threatened by an enemy's attack, what would be the absolute best thing for their bodies to do in order to preserve themselves and keep themselves safe? They would want to, the bodies would want to preserve the fat that they have already on their bodies just in case they don't get food for a while. It would drive them to get the richest food fuel sources possible like high sugar, high salt. It would cause their bodies to conserve the energy that they're using so that they don't lose more than they have to. Maybe even sleep less so that they can be as alert as possible to be more, a little more suspicious of others even you know, try to form alliances a little faster. Our bodies have similar responses. When we are stressed, we often desire quick sources of fuel, like sugar or high salt foods to preserve electrolytes. Our bodies preserve the fat that they do have on it because, you know, who knows what's going to happen to conserve the energy that we're using so that maybe our metabolism slow down. And when we're not sleeping due to high stress, our hormones go even more out of balance. So not getting enough sleep, which can happen when we're in that high alert state, causes our hormones to go out of balance. So there's a hormone called ghrelin. It's responsible for uh, our hunger. And that one goes up. And leptin, the one that's responsible for that, ah, I'm satisfied feeling, goes down. So it's really working against us. And so we crave those sugary and salty foods that don't help us with our stress levels because those foods don't really help us with our mental health. And so it becomes this nasty cycle. So yes, stress and chronic stress can contribute to weight gain, especially around our bellies. Studies show that there's a 10% increase in belly fat correlated with not getting enough sleep. And on the other hand, some of us also lose our appetite in stressful situations. We can get more in our heads and lose connection with our hunger cues, but neither are helpful. 
So to answer the question of this title of this podcast, yes, stress can cause us to gain weight. And what about exercise? Exercise, just like with building muscle, is a stressor that makes us stronger. Those dumbbells, those push-ups, <laughs> those bands, those machines, those are stressors. They're, cause, they're making us stronger. And depending on how much we're already moving, more exercise can exacerbate stress. Over-exercise is a thing, and our bodies go into uh, high-stress mode when we're not getting enough recovery. But for most of us, we're not moving enough. Stress moves through our bodies just like emotions. So think stressor, stress, recovery of equilibrium is a healthy cycle. The stressor happens or it comes or it's in our environment, our bodies get stressed, we recover enough, we get back to that equilibrium even higher than before because we became stronger because we dealt with it with proper recovery. That's a healthy cycle. But when we don't get that recovery and we just say stressor, stress, stressor, stress, we stay in that stress state and we don't go back to that equilibrium, which is the cause for lots of diseases. So how do we recover? How do we complete the cycle? How do we get that recovery? First way uh, is release. Second way is rest. So we can stay alliterated here with recovery. Recovery equals release and rest. And the best way to complete the stress cycle through release is exercise or movement. Think of animals in the wild, that gazelle, that gazelle. Is it gazelle? Gazelle. The gazelle that ran away from the lion. After she ran away, she realized she was safe and she outran the lion. And she would, after she does that, she runs and she quivers until she gets exhausted. And then she gets this calm look on her face and she's relaxed. That's the gazelle finishing the stress cycle. All of that accumulated stress response that she had from encountering that lion, it gets released through movement. So literal release is the best way to get out of stress. What can we think of as release? Moving vigorously, exercising, um, lifting heavy weights, deep breaths. Come on now, deep breaths, good cries, crying it out, belly laughs, laughing is a way of release, orgasm is another way of release. That's how our bodies relieve that stress. So release, think release. How can I release this? And a lot of the times when we're stressed, we're like, I don't want to go out to move. I don't want to exercise. If we can get our bodies to move, we're going to feel better. But the other way that our bodies recover is through rest. So, you know, quite literally getting seven to eight hours of sleep a night is recommended. And... I I talk with people and clients, they feel like they're doing all the right things with exercise and and their diet, but they still can't burn the fat that they're learning, looking to burn, and they seem to be gaining weight. What's often a big culprit for this is just not getting enough sleep. Like I said, it can increase our belly fat by 10%, so get more sleep. Another way to recover through rest is meditation. Why is this? It gives your conscious mind more awareness of thoughts that play on repeat that are taking those stressors and bringing stress. Because when you're thinking something in your brain, again, whether it's real or imagined, whether it's actually happening right now in the moment, or you're thinking of it in the past, or you're thinking of it in the future, your body still has that stress response. And most of the stress really in our lives, we cause ourselves with the thoughts that we think and believe. And with meditation, I know that it's a challenge and there's a case for finding what works for you and there's different ways to meditate. 
But I think a lot of the struggles with meditation is that we think there's something wrong with us because we sit down and we get all these thoughts and it's difficult and we think that it should be easy and we shouldn't have these thoughts and we should get rid of them and our mind should be clear. But that's really not the point of meditation. The point of meditation is to become more aware of the thoughts that you have instead of trying to get rid of them. You're just creating more space between the stressors and the stress by being still. So three things, stillness, silence, space. I think they are grossly, massively underdone in our modern society. We're so busy, we're so occupied, we're so stressed all the time. When's the last time that you spent 30 minutes in nature? When's the last time you spent an hour sitting down away from screens, even away from people, and just sat? When's the last time that you were able to be silent with yourself without having to do anything? When's the last time you gave yourself space, like blocked off a lot of time for yourself where you just had nothing to do and you could do whatever you wanted? Take this episode as your sign to go out and get some movement, to give yourself a lavish, hmm, luscious amount of space to block off your calendar, to sleep in, to set a timer, to meditate or use a guided one, to take some deep breaths, to laugh, to cry it out, to go have an orgasm or multiple ones. Basically, counter all the stress you've been experiencing with recovery through release and rest. And I challenge you to try this for a couple of weeks, three weeks. Make an um, intentional effort to recover and notice the difference. Take off some things off your list, things that don't really need to be done or that you've been telling yourself you really need to get done. Just take it off your list for this week, at least mentally. Take it off your list. Go, Go sit in a park. Go walk in in a in down the road and around trees. Um, give yourself just silence. Give, block off some time to just sit and just notice what comes up. And it's uncomfortable, yeah, yeah, it's uncomfortable. But the more you can create that space, the more you're able to respond, not react to that stress. We got lots of R's today, lots of S's. <laughs> Uh, so I hope that this was helpful for you. Please, I would love to hear from you. Let me know how this helped you. If there's anything that uh, you would like me to know, you can email me at michellemlroscoe.com or you can DM me on Instagram at michellelynroscoe. I'll put those in the show notes. And if you liked this, if you like my podcast, if you like listening uh, to me talk. <laughs> You'll love my masterclass I'm doing on June 8th. Enjoy total health. I want to empower you to master your health and fitness. And I'm going to help you break through all the fitness confusion and break it down to the essentials that you need to know and practice so you can find out what really works and you can apply it to your life and then go enjoy your life so you don't have to overthink or feel super confused about what works, what doesn't with all of the information out there. You can register for free in the link in my show notes. And if you can't make it live, there will be a recording, but only if you register will you have access to it. Hope that this is wonderfully helpful for you. And I hope you have lots of beautiful, luscious, wonderful recovery in the next couple of weeks. That's your, that's your homework from me. Peace out.